This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only, and it is not meant for substitution or replacement of professional medical or health advice. This podcast may contain explicit language, taboo topic, controversial ideas, and triggering points of view. So we invite you to respect what is being shared, even if you don't agree. If you resonate with anything is being shared in today's show, please feel free to apply it into your own life. If not, we invite you to let it go. Welcome to the Mastering Life, Relationship and Intimacy podcast with Lucia Gabriela, a sacred space which means it's free of judgment, where we come together to learn and explore how to awaken, unleash, and unlock our inner master self. These podcasts feature experts in topics of life, relationship, and intimacy. In life, we will explore topics on health, wellness, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and spirituality. In relationship, we will explore topics on self-love, being single, dating, online dating, romantic partnership, marriage, uncoupling, divorce, parenting, polyamory, family and work relationship, and money. In intimacy, we will explore topics on tantra, sacred sexuality, eros, conscious adult entertainment, kink, and BDSM. I am your host, Lucia Gabriela, a relationship and intimacy coach, integrative somatic therapist, tantra facilitator, speaker, co-author, and founder at Nuna Holistic Retreat Center in Sarasota, Florida, where we offer integrated therapies for individuals and couples to awaken, reignite, and embrace their true power. To learn more about any of my transformational coaching and somatic experiences, immersion weekends, and couples retreat, go to www.luciagabriela.com. And today's episode is about Align with your why, as your life depends on it, with Melissa Colt, MD. Melissa is a life-saving doctor for your soul by seeing and hearing your truest self, diagnosing how you get in your own way and showing you your unique path. She guides you to align fully with your why. You can find Melissa at www.melissa.com. So welcome, Melissa, to another amazing episode. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. I'm really excited about the conversation today about Align With Your Why. Your life depends on it. It's such a conversation that actually in the past couple of weeks myself, I have to tune in back into like, what's my why? What's my why? And I really love this. And before we dive deeper into it, I would like to learn from you like a little bit more about you, you for our audience to get to know you better, but also why you chose this uh, topic today and why it's so important to you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. I, um, back when I turned 40, I had everything that I had ever dreamed of. I was a doctor with three board certifications. I had leadership positions. I was on the best doctor's list in the nation. 
I have five amazing children. I mean, I had everything that I had ever dreamed of, and yet I was totally miserable. Uh, not depressed, but miserable because my life involved getting up, running like a crazy woman all day, dropping into bed and doing it all again the next day. And I, I kept thinking at that time, like, where... Where was me in all of that? Where was the girl who like wanted to change the world? I was really just surviving, getting up, running through these crazy days, work, kids, the whole thing. And I had really lost that relationship with myself and that connection to what I wanted to do. So once I found it, it's been so powerful and it, it took a lot of time. I mean, it, it took time to develop that relationship again. And it took a lot of experiences of feeling my soul's impulse and saying yes. But each time I did that and I felt that really profound sense of alignment in my body, it made it even easier the next time. And last December, on December 8th, actually, I woke up with complete conviction that I was to give three months notice at my job just three weeks later to follow my why. And I did that. Um, so it's one of those things that has been so profound and so life-changing for me that I've now created the life that I always wanted. And I have uh, the ability to create impact and change and, and change the world for the better. Um, instead of, instead of just, you know, surviving in my little microcosm. And so it's one of those things that I feel so passionately about sharing with people. I've, I've written books about getting rid of fatigue and stress and overwhelm and those kind of things. And I think what it all boils down to is fatigue and stress and overwhelm are a result of being out of alignment with our truest self, with our why. And I just remember how painful it was to be in that place of surviving and how awesome it is to be in this place of thriving. And I want that for everyone. I love it. I love, I love, I love, I love this. And you, in such a quick, um, you share so much that is so important. I would like to explore with you a little bit, uh, especially because our audience is not just a single individual, but we have a great audience, uh, a great amount of moms in our audience. And when you were talking about like when you reach your your forties and you were a doctor and you have all certifications and all these recognitions, and at the same time you have five children, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I only have one, and I'm like, it's like a little overwhelmed. And like, it's that aspect of, um, I just want to dive a, t a little bit into the aspect of parenting, with alignment with your why, because I feel like it's all related. And also, when we are moms, right, and we have children, like we, we manage in so many hats. Like, we carry many multiple hats during the day, during an hour, during the meal. It's <laughs> just like... Yes. <laughs> so I find it fascinating, and I love, I love, I love to attract women into my life that I can feel some resonance, that I can feel some uh, 
you know that their message can also resonate to me and to the audience that I, we have and because I'm a mom I'm also an entrepreneur and you know and when we provide for the children you know especially myself and my own it's so important to surround ourselves moms like you that are achieving and aligning with their why and at the same time they're living their life and they're accomplishing and they have children so how do you do that? Like you have five children and you were able to accomplish all of this. Tell us a little bit about that in something significant that it can help us to get back to our body and get back to our why. Yeah, well, so so back six, seven years ago when I turned 40, I was, I was working a lot um, because that's what a doctor's life required, being on call all the time, that sort of thing. But I really wanted to be a good mom to my children. So every waking moment I had besides that was spent doing things with them. And as a result, I had nothing left for myself. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I got really depleted. And I got to the point where everything felt like work, even the fun stuff. You know, like one of my kids would get invited to a birthday party. And on the outside, I would say to them, like, oh, that's so wonderful. And on the inside, I was like, crap, now I need to, like, RSVP and drive to the store and buy a present and wrap it and drop them off and then have to pick them up two hours later. Like, it's so much work. Mm -hmm. And I felt that way about everything, family events and nights out with friends. It just, everything felt like work. And I, I realized that I was not giving them the best of me, um, that even though I was available for them in all of the time that I had, because I wasn't attuned to myself at all, I wasn't giving them the best of me. And then uh, not quite six years ago, my now ex-husband and I separated, and I was single parenting all five of them on my own. And so probably the first six months to a year, I felt like I was completely drowning. I... Mm. I, I kept saying I need an, an extra three hours a day. There was just, like, not enough time to take care of my household and them and work and whatever. And I wasn't getting child support, so I had to work, at, you know. It was just kind of the way it had to be. But really, they, my children were an inspiration to me to get this figured out because I didn't want them to experience the same thing I was. I didn't want them... They're all smart, amazing, red-headed children. I didn't want them <laughs> to, to hit 40 and be miserable because they had achieved everything they wanted, but they had lost touch with themselves. So that was a huge driver for me was that I needed to uh, role model being in touch with myself. I needed to role model good boundary setting. I needed to role model taking a stand and making difficult choices and um, so they were really my inspiration in moving forward I so resonate with all of this and to be in a relationship right like raising kids with a with a significant other is one thing now mentioning especially mentioning the part now you raising the kid um are you on? And not receiving child support neither, <laughs> which is like, I find it, it's very interesting and very common. And I also find that 
that specific, um, you know, situation of like being around like women, like mothers, like caregivers, and raising the kid and doing her work and doing everything, and at the same time not even receiving the extra little child support that some people had big argument about it, but it's very helpful. Um, you appreciate it when you get it, and when you don't get it, you're like, okay, I had to make things happen, right? Um, it helped us to, it's like a, it's a fire that helped us also at the same time to find and live in authenticity with ourselves and our why. Yes. I don't wish this to anyone, to be honest. <laughs> it's like, it's one of those things that I, many times I, I find myself very grateful of these, you know, um, hard moments, right? Like of these contrasts, like we call it, that let us see with clarity uh, why is our why? Like why we should be continuing with it? Why we should um, live our life in integrity and in purpose? And why we should be in alignment? And what I love what you mentioned, Melissa, is that you brought the body into the conversation. So let's go into now this topic of aligning with your why is like your life depend on it. And bringing the body into this alignment is truly important and powerful. Tell us a little bit more about this. Yeah, so, you know, when I look back at the way I saw mind, body, and spirit, my relationship with my mind was really developed. It, It had to be through education and study and that sort of thing. My relationship with my body was pretty darn pathetic initially I really saw my body as something that carried my brain around Um, and my relationship with my spirit in the beginning was even weaker and I don't mean um, there's there was a part of me that I I always loved God I wanted to do you know whatever was uh, the plan for me but I wasn't connected to my soul I wasn't connected to my higher self and so it started with a relationship to my body. And it was it was simple things, you know, like pausing and asking myself um, what I wanted to eat for a snack instead of just mindlessly grabbing something. Mm-hmm. Or pausing and, you know, as a, as a doctor, we were trained to completely dismiss our bodies because there's no time to eat. There's no time to go to the bathroom. So we don't drink any water. Even if you do have to go to the bathroom, you hold it for like an hour and a half or whatever because there's just like no time. It's it's brutal. So it, there was a, an element of really just checking in regularly. What does my body want right now? Grounding into my body. Started uh, asking for body wisdom about even simple things like which shirt do I want to wear today? And, and waiting for my my body to give a response. Um, and it was really funny in the beginning. I'm sure I sound um, like a crazy woman, but there was, I wanted a piece of fabric at one point that was like hand woven from another country. And my mom had a whole bunch and she told me I could pick one. And I had, I had narrowed it down to two and I asked my body and my body is like leaning me towards this one. Like my head is leaning and I'm like, yeah, but the other one, like the colors go better in my room and it'll fit better on the space. And then my body is just like leaning me, um, making it evident which one it wanted. And so I, once I started to listen, 
it was much easier to then connect to the spiritual self and to start to feel those soul impulses. And once I started to feel that that sense of alignment, when my mind, body, and spirit were no longer fighting each other, that fight, when they used to fight each other, was exhausting. Um, You know, my... My um, my body and spirit, you know, being against my being in my former relationship, and my mind saying, "Oh, well, you have to, you have to stay because of the kids, or you know, whatever." Like that, that fighting. Once that was eliminated, I had so much more space and so much more energy to allow. Um, really my soul to infuse everything I was doing and it became so much easier to say yes I love it it's it's like so right on on aspect of like surrendering to trust our inner wisdom that the inner wisdom it comes from this alignment of mind, body, heart, soul, emotions, energy, <laughs> inner cosmos, out of cosmos, all of it. <laughs> it's like this inner wisdom and learning to to really surrender to that inner wisdom and let learning to let our body uh, and our heart, right, like the energy self move us. It's such a beautiful journey, um, and I love that you mentioned. Uh, simple, simple techniques for everyone who is listening and watching. It's simple techniques that get in tune with your body. Uh, many people, um, the many therapists that they talk, they talk about the muscle testing, and it's a technique where you actually start learning little by little how to make a decision, or you know, from a choice, and let the body kind of like uh, guide you through the process. So you can YouTube it, you can check it out, you can read about it. Uh, how to do muscle testing. They have so many videos out there. Uh, and this is kind of like a very simple technique. And now what Melissa brought into the conversation a lot more deeper is like, just for even those simple decisions that sometimes we are like, we have this inner conflict within ourselves. Because it is true. Like sometimes we take like a half an hour just picking a shirt. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, well, a minute. I am a fashionista. This color doesn't go with this color. This color doesn't go with this color. <laughs> or it doesn't go with this texture. Or it doesn't go with this. And forget about having your own business when you have to pick things in the business. And, and learning to listen to the wisdom of the body and go with it you know even myself i'm learning and learning myself at a deeper level when i'm making decisions or like partnership or like you know sponsoring event or saying yes to an advertiser or somebody that wants to do business with me or even a client like the body sometimes tells me things like yep (laughs) and i'm like "Mm." and and I'm doing it less and less like choosing the wrong way <laughs> against the body <laughs> because when you're in this journey, we start with muscle testing first and instead like following with the movement and then simple technique like choosing colors and choosing food, right? Like, okay, what is my body desire today to eat? Hmm. And it was clear one day, it was like my body told me watermelon the whole day. 
So I went to Trader Joe's and I got like three watermelons. I ate watermelons the whole day. And I felt good. And then I kind of like remember that watermelon is all good for detoxification process. I'm like, oh, great. That's what my body was craving for so long. Detoxification. And now like this little simple technique that you're sharing with us, bring it into our daily life in business <laughs> with yes. the client. And I can say that Tapping into this inner wisdom that is in alignment with a mind, body, heart, soul, and a why has saved me a lot of money because I am not hiring the people that I don't, I shouldn't be hiring because it's going to be more of a hassle. Um, they are not in alignment with my values and standards, and I can tell. And it's like makes your life easier. So now. My question for Melissa would be, how do you deal when your body is telling you, yeah, you shouldn't be doing this, you picked it, especially when it's the shouldn't part of it. But when it's the yes, the hell yes, it's like, yes. You know, the aspect of boundary is like honoring our yeses and our noes. And, and there's still individuals, right, an audience who still don't have the muscle built up to respect their no when it comes to their boundaries, they still have a struggle. Um, they still have to lie or to try to create excuses <laughs> for the no <laughs> to be heard, right? <laughs> what would be your advice on this level? Like when people are still not recognizing the power of their no, the power of like their boundary, when their body, when you're in alignment and you still have this small conflict. What should we do when we're there? Yeah, you know, that's been a, a really, a really wonderful process for me because you're absolutely right. When you, when you get that, that alignment of a yes, it's so obvious that when it's really easy to go with. When I feel contracted, either around a person or a situation or a step forward or whatnot, one of the first things I do is I attune into where I'm feeling that contraction in my body. Am I feeling it in my solar plexus? Am I feeling it in my lower belly? Did my back get tight? Does my chest feel tight? Am I breathing is shallow? Like, and I really just sort of attune and be with it. And then I, I see it almost like a decision tree. I like to figure out, is this a limiting belief in me that is making me contract? Is this someone... Um, who is holding a bigger vision for me than I'm currently able to hold for myself. And it's a fear that's making me contract. Is it, um, is it, you know, um, uh, I don't know, a fear of not being good enough, a fear of um, invisibility. Is there something on, on my end that's making me contract? And if that's not the case, and if I believe that I am really aligned, mind, body, and spirit, and that I'm not contracting from anything like that, then I see it as the external situation, the, the person, the um, whatever the situation is, as really being out of alignment. And one of the things um, that, that I love, one of the things that, that Tantra actually has taught me is the lack of judgment. It's not that things are right or wrong or good or bad. It's just not in alignment with me. So someone might be presenting me an opportunity that is a great opportunity for someone else, 
but it's not mine. And that's where when I can be really aligned with my why and what's mine, it makes the sorting process much simpler as far as, you know, this is mine, this is not mine, that sort of thing. I love that you brought up this really important conversation when it comes to aligning with ourselves and aligning with our why and aligning with our yeses and no. The question is, uh, is this someone else's vision? Is this someone else's stuff? And someone else's energy? Is this one someone else's expectation? Is this someone else's drama, karma? <laughs> you know? Right. And because I feel like one of the things that we do the most, um, I wouldn't say, you know, based on the gender or the sex, but I have find it a lot in both, is that we have a tendency, especially the more spiritual we become, which is to me more spiritual, meaning more alignment with my why, right? Like more alignment with my energy. That's what spiritualism means to me. <laughs> it's like more alignment with the energy within me and outside of me. Is that the more that we are learning about self, learning about our potential, learning about power, there is a tendency of we must fix everyone else stuff and we must be the heroes or the super people or the super healers out there that is gonna take on charge and address and heal and fix all our family's BS stuff. And and sometimes, like, we have this pressure of living up to someone else's vision. Like, it's, you know, it could be somebody, you know, dad or mommy said, like, oh, you got to be a doctor, and you're, like, living up to their vision. Or, you know, at the same time, in the healing world, it's like, oh, you know, we're healing everybody else in our family, and we don't recognize that it's not ours. And when we really become aware of that, it's like what you just mentioned before, Melissa, this clarity and this space is so clear for us to be more alignment with ourselves. For sure. And one of the things that was really helpful for me with that as well is when I figured out that, because I used to really be a caretaker. I wanted to sort of take care or tend to everyone and take care of their... I, I do energetic healing as well, and so... I, you know, I completely get that. But one of the things that I realized was that's actually putting them in a disempowered state because it's not empowering them to take care of it themselves. And sometimes we need help, right? Sometimes we just need to be able to receive support. And that's entirely different if they were to come and ask for it. But by offering someone unsolicited advice or unsolicited healing or help or whatnot, we're actually keeping them in more of a stuck state because we're not empowering them to be self-responsible and be accountable um, and walk their path. And so that, uh, that was a huge mindset shift for me in terms of all of that. And Around that same time, I came across the expression, no is a complete sentence, and I love that, mm -hmm. um, because it also just really defined for me, what is mine to help with? What is what is mine to do? Not in a selfish way, but really in an allowing other people 
to be empowered, empowering them kind of way. Um, and, and it empowered me to take care of myself and have the, the spiritual recharge time that I needed. Yeah, such a beautiful thing. I love it because we resonate the same way. I, I love the aspect of inviting people to feel the power to ask for help. Because it's true, like at the beginning when we are like, we want just, we decide to help people, we kind of become a little more of the imposing. <laughs> it's like, I'm helping you. Uh, it's like, sometimes we have to question ourselves and be like, well, am I helping because it is on my greatest good in the aspect of like, for this individual, for this dynamic, or I'm helping because I am, it is beneficial for me, or it's about me, right? Like. I'm always asking myself that question, like, so that way I don't, I don't impose my help upon somebody else that maybe they're not even ready for, they don't want it, and they're not going to welcome it. And I love, love, love that you, I'm going to rephrase this part right here, like, receiving help from a place of asking is such empowering. Like, receiving help from a place of asking is like, ah. Oh, it feels good because when you ask you empower when you ask you tune in with yourself and it's such a beautiful journey to get to asking I don't know if that had happened to you Melissa but to me just to even ask for help had been like one of the most alchemical journeys that I have ever experienced in my life I totally agree I I was one of those women who had to be superwoman um and I was completely incapable of receiving anything. Um, years ago, it was so ridiculous that if I were like to go over to a friend's house on a hot day and be like totally dying of thirst, and they offered me a glass of water, I would say no because I didn't want to trouble them by like making a glass dirty. This was like how ridiculous it was and how unable I was. To receive, I I wanted to be completely independent, not trouble anyone for anything. No rides to the airport, no helping me pick up kids. And when I got to that place where I was kind of drowning, taking care of the five kids by myself in the beginning, I was so surprised that people weren't offering to help me because I was struggling so much. And then I realized, why would they offer to help me? I have been superwoman my whole life. Like, they don't think I need it. How could I expect them to read my mind? Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I started asking for help, not with things that I couldn't do myself, not foregoing my self-responsibility, but just asking for help or support with things that I needed, it was a huge transformational process. Mm. Really amazing. Yeah, that gave me chills because I just wrote down like asking is that permission to receive, right? Like it's when we ask, we automatically in a subconscious level, energetic level, we are already preparing our terrain to receive. And as for all of us who have struggled receiving for a decade, um, it could be challenging, it could be alchemical to give yourself permission to receive. And 
that's where I find a magic where when we give ourselves permission to receive, when we give ourselves permission to say yes to ourselves, we give ourselves permission to live in abundance. We live ourselves permission. Uh, we give ourselves permission to 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 grow and to feel fulfilled in our life. And asking is such a powerful tool. So for our audience, you're listening and watching today. Yeah, say yes to yourself and asking. Ask, ask, ask for help and. Asking is going to help you to align more with who you truly are and your why. And the thing that I never understood was I always thought if I was asking, even if people offered help and I accepted it, I felt like I was taking something from them. But what I really took from them by declining their offers of help was the opportunity to give. And I think most of us have experienced, especially if we have children, that it really does feel better to give than to receive. And I took that opportunity from people who wanted to help um, because I, I wasn't able to receive back then. So now I really see it as a big gift on both ends. Mm. For, for me, giving you know, myself permission to receive whatever it is that I'm asking for, but also giving the the other person, the universe, the blessing of giving, the experience of giving. Yes. Yes, it is such a beautiful um, gift that we have when we give. And and when somebody turns you down, it's like, what? <laughs> like, and then we have to go with African rejection, which is like another conversation. But at the same time, it's like the dynamic of aligning with your yes, aligning with your no, aligning with your body, mind, heart, um, mind, body, heart, and soul. I like to say like mind, body, emotion, and energy <laughs> because it can like have more sense to me. Um, once you align with all of this and then aligning with you give it, giver and aligning with your receiver and aligning with you giver, it is like such another amazing powerful journey because when you give and you offer and you face rejection, I like when my mentor talks about rejection equal redirection. So it's not about rejection, but you redirect. And it's like, yes. okay, what you redirect it to? Like, oh, okay, so it's not a rejection. You redirect it. Oh, thank you for taking care of yourself. We do a lot of, about this in uh, when we do cuddle, cuddle parties. You learn the aspect of boundaries, your yeses and your no, conscious touch, uh, conscious, you know, surrendering. And, like, there's exercises where we, like, we are literally told that, okay, you say no, 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 no to everything. And people have to receive the no's. And you also say yes, 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 yes to everything. You don't have to act on it. But you just <laughs> you say yes, yes, yes. And when somebody receives a no, like well, after you have heard like a hundred thousand no's, you understand like, you know, when you go with the mindset, like you understand that you, their no means yes to themselves. You respect that. And it's like you redirect. So somebody's saying... You know, you ask for help and people cannot give it to you. It's the same dynamic. You're like, it's a no. It's like, oh, thank you, thank you for taking care of yourself. Thank you for honoring yourself and saying no to me right now to this opportunity, to this possibility. 
and not feel rejected. So the whole aspect of giving, receiving, asking, and surrendering to receive <laughs> is all amazing journey of hmm, aligning more with yourself at a deeper level and don't ever feel rejected or that they are you going to reject somebody, but you redirect. I love that. Yes, I love that. I learned that in my cuddle um, when I organized and hosted a cuddle event, a cuddle party event. And I tell you, it was the most transformational experience for me because it's not, it's not about cuddling, uh, which happens at the end once you learn all the aspect of consent and once you learn all the aspect of yeses and no and your boundaries, but it's like a great workshop to really learn your boundaries and to redirect the energy of rejection with your yeses or no, giving, receiving. And don't take it personal. Just don't take it personal. And it's such a beautiful dynamic. It's really powerful. Yes. So Melissa, so many of our audience are gonna be relating this conversation to an aspect of aligning with your why. That many people go into this conversation because they're aligning with the why for uh, their business, the light purpose, helping others. If there's any way that some people will be not resonating with aligning with your why because they don't, they feel like they don't have a purpose to help others. If there's any other why that they can feel more in tune with, that it doesn't have nothing to do with purpose, with um, business oriented, with saving the world, to healing the world and the planet. What would be your message to those individuals that they don't have that why? And sometimes they don't want to resonate with it that why because they feel like they're going to have to act on it. That makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I, I firmly believe that everyone has a calling, uh, a purpose, a why. Now, not everyone's calling is to save the world in some sort of way. Not everyone's calling is to... Um, be big and help a million people. For some people, they're, they're calling their why maybe being really true to themselves as they parent their children. So we could be talking to a stay-at-home mom who her calling and her why, especially in that moment, is going to be, you know, to inspire um, and educate her children. You know, if, if her why is to inspire and educate at this period of time, it may be just at home. I know one of the motivators for me was thinking about the fact that I have three daughters and two sons, thinking I was role modeling for them how I allowed myself to be treated, um, and thinking about the fact that I didn't want my daughters to experience that same thing when they were my age. I didn't want them to grow up thinking that that was normal. I didn't want any of my children to grow up thinking that running like a crazy woman all day and dropping into bed was what they had to look forward to. Um, and so aligning from that place allowed it to not be about work at all. Um, but it, it was an easier transition for me when I was still in the giving mode and not in the taking care of myself kind of mode. When I work with with people to discover and align with their whys. Frequently, I, I just did one for um, a coach recently, and her why 
is to take a stand for those struggling to find their place in the world so that they know their value and embrace their gifts. And you can take that to mean all kinds of things. I mean, she could be doing that in a big, huge way in the world, or she could be doing that at home, um, helping helping her own family find their place in the world so they know their value and embrace their gifts. And so it doesn't have to sound like work. Um, but I think it is important to, to acknowledge where our soul's inspiration is coming from and use our own core essences, our superpowers, to do that in a more meaningful way. Beautiful. Thank you. I love um, I love what you mentioned about you can be a single um, single mom or you can be a stay-at-home mom or parent and your why could be in that relationship with your children and be fully present. I love that you brought that into the conversation. And it was like, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, truth in so many ways because I do find people that they don't have this big why of like, oh my God, I had to save the world. And sometimes it feels heavy for them because it's not something that they're looking forward. They don't have the technology. They just, they just don't want to. And at the same time, by they love to be present. Like when they are in a, in a relationship or where they are in a community, they love this, they service. But that, not because that's their why, but because they love to be present. I love this. I live so good. Thank you so <laughs> much, Melissa. So where our audience can find you to learn more about you and your work? Linewithwhy.com beautiful thank you so much today for joining thank us thank you thank you so much for having me this is awesome you're welcome thank you for joining us on today's show and if you have enjoyed it please subscribe share with your friends and leave us an outstanding review until next time